Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 1, Episode 5. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with Mark Taylor. Um, today I'm delighted to be joined with George Billington, who's uh, an NQT teacher at the Hardingstone Academy, um, which is a school that I've been um, working at during this autumn term, um, doing some Samba workshops. Um, and the reason I wanted to come in and chat to him was because I've had a really interesting experience with the, with the class, who are really keen on the music that we're doing, but just just the, there's an atmosphere which just the positive effect that keeps getting reinforced all the time um, has been a really interesting thing to witness. Um, so I wanted to to chat to George and sort of see where see where his um, see where his philosophy comes from, where his um, where his ethos comes from, and um, and see if there's anything in there that can really help you as a, as a teacher, um, especially those of you that are new to the profession. So um, hi George, thanks for joining us. No worries, how are you? I'm brilliant, thank you very much. Um, so first of all, can you um, give us a little bit of a background of, of your teaching experience and, and your training, and uh, and so as we get sort of an idea of, of where you are in your sort of teaching journey? Yeah, no worries. So. I, as you've said, am an NQT. This is my first proper teaching position uh, up in Hardingstone in year four. I did work as a teaching assistant in a primary school in Bristol for a year, um, in year five and six. Uh, Build up to SATs and all of that was all um, pretty stressful, but not as the teacher. I guess I could kind of chill out a little bit. Um, Didn't give me a proper proper insight into what the world of teaching is, I wouldn't say, until I got to my PGCE in Manchester where I was on two placements, uh, an eight-week placement and a 10-week placement, um, an eight-week placement in year six, and then a 10-week placement in year one, which I thought that that kind of gave me an, uh, an insight into what the world of teaching would be like. Um, but then when I started here in September, you kind of just realized that you don't have a safety net anymore. Um, the experiences that you're gonna have as an NQT in a classroom of your own are totally different. So. It's been a, a big learning curve. It really has having my own class and having the responsibility of n- nurturing these these young minds when yeah. you've well, when I have had the the safety net of, of a mentor of uh, another class teacher all the time. Um, so my experiences today, I'd say, I've learned the most being in this classroom, like being with with this in this school as a qualified teacher um it's been yeah a real steep learning curve i, I guess uh, i always think it akin slightly to learning to drive where you <laughs> you you have that kind of i know all the things i've passed my test so i must be able to do it yeah. and then you go out on your own for the first time and it's those i certainly for me anyway the first few weeks the first few months is when you really learn to drive because you then become aware that it's completely down to yeah. you there's no one there to you've not got your friendly driving instructor sat next to you absolutely in the passenger seat and yeah, with his foot on the brake pedal yeah yeah the dual <laughs> yeah. dual control my um, colleague over in year three, she said to me in my first couple of weeks when I was, find, I was finding the whole thing very stressful, and I remember she said that when you're qualified, they place this NQT crown of qualification on your head uh, and expect you to just be like, right, you're done, you can go ahead and you can go into the world of teaching and you can you can fly, but it just, that, that crown doesn't make me feel any, well, hasn't, didn't make me feel any more confident to get the best for these children. 
um, than I did before I'd, I'd qualified really. Um, yeah, the NQT crown of qualification, she called it. And I just, yeah, I feel like it's been placed on my head, but um, I've still got a, a long way to go. Yeah, it doesn't come with the experience. <laughs> it just comes with the qualification. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, you, you said you did a, um, a PGCE. Yeah. Um, why did you do that rather than uh, um, a teaching degree or yeah. why that route particularly? Well, when I, so I did have a job as in and out of school club when I was in sixth form. So 10 years ago now, I worked with, um, they were four to 11 year olds. And when I was working with in that position, even though it was kind of a six hour a week job, I really, really enjoyed it. I, took, I felt like I took to it quite well, uh, even if, if it was just playing the N64 or um, that shows how long, how long ago it was <laughs> or making crowns you know running around in the in the playground bit I really enjoyed my time there so I wanted to get into a profession that involved that but also kind of was a bit more uh, well there's more of a career path to it perhaps so when I I didn't do a teaching degree because when I'd left school, I took a couple of years out. I worked in an office for a bit and my kind of, because I hadn't worked with children for a while, I wasn't sure if my, maybe my ability to work with them or my passion for it was still going to be there by the time I'd finished this education degree that I might have done. So I did a more, in inverted commas, academic degree, if you like. I did um, a history and philosophy, did an arts degree. And then by the time I'd finished that, I then did a little bit of volunteering in school and realised that, yeah, probably was something, well, not probably, it obviously was something that I wanted to pursue. So then I did some volunteering in a school down the road from here. And then that's when I got my TA position in Bristol to see if I was suited to it because volunteering is one thing, but then actually being in a classroom is another um, as a paid person kind of thing with the extra responsibility that comes with that. And yeah, found that I'd still wanted to go ahead with it. And then, yeah, that's when I went for the PGCE, um, which was perhaps a difficult, well, maybe a, I was thinking perhaps more like a teach first qualification or a school direct qualification may have been a little bit more suitable because I'm one of those people that learns practically on the job kind of thing. It's all very well sitting me in a lecture theatre and talking to me about classroom management for three hours. But when all said and done you need to be able to put that into into practice in a classroom so the pgce again was it was a more academic route if you like doing going into the university and submitting these three thousand word essays and things when really the the most learning that i ever did was on my placement which before i knew it they were over um but yeah so didn't do a teaching degree so I just wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to do but here I am so yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense and and that the the course that you did is just for a year is that right nine months September nine. to June right yeah and that includes your placement time and yeah. everything as well yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so it really is sort of crammed in and 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 so do you do you feel that I guess that ideally in hindsight you might have wanted more time to to spend in the classroom and I guess from the academic side as well yeah exactly I mean I did obviously the things that we learned from the academic side writing the essays and conducting the research was useful um, in terms of pedagogy and things like that but yeah I do think that the people that because the Manchester University do run a school direct course so I don't know if maybe the people that did that course perhaps learnt more about what it actually takes to teach and what teaching is like than perhaps the, myself and the other people on the PGCE side of it did. Not to say that it, you know, it equipped me as as well as I think it could. 
but yeah perhaps maybe not as much as a, as a as a more practical based sure. course would do and um and what do you think is um was was the best part of the course what do you think really gave you the most support in terms of what you've now experienced as an actual teacher yeah the the university was good for things like subject content so they had broken down the science curriculum and, um, and we uh, so they would we'd have weekly sessions on um just you know science basically learning science and we had we had so many sessions on experiments we could do in the classroom to teach it in uh, a more effective way because the curriculum now is all about um scientific inquiry so it was good to actually find out how to put that into practice and get some good ideas for that and maths they were it was even though yeah perhaps we've spent a lot of time in university and might have liked to have had more in the classroom they taught us good ways to actually embed a sense of number because of the whole mastery grade step thing that's been brought in with sure. maths it was they they taught us a lot of different ways like even something simple like understanding how um column sub column addition works i'd never thought about the place value aspect of it and things like that so me now when i'm teaching place value I will always insist on um, certain vocabulary being used and they say oh se um, one takeaway seven oh you can't do that well you can because it goes into negative but I'll insist they're saying we don't we don't do that in common subtraction we need to exchange and things like that so it was good for that um, it's good to give me the insight into what it actually takes to teach properly and not teach misconceptions within the children um, and the the placement side of it was really useful for just uh, i think things like classroom management i think i referenced that before behavior management you can't really sit and tell somebody oh yes you should do this and read an article about this i mean yes it's a good basis for it but until you actually get in and try it you're not you're not really going to be able to find out if what if that works for you or works for your class that you're working with so and yeah. that that brings us nicely down um round to um to I've sort of come in, 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 in involved in your class um, as a, as an external person coming in doing music. It's been really interesting seeing how the class dynamic works and 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 I've I guess I've been into hundreds of schools in the last sort of uh, twelve or thirteen years um, and I would say this is a is a very nice school. It's a very good school. Um, I would say um, you you kind of get a class which is full of the sorts of people you'd expect you have a wide range of abilities you have mm. a um quite a wide range of probably social backgrounds and that kind of thing yeah, so absolutely. so you, you have you have a broad spectrum here um but within a very supportive environment which um which is which is absolutely key mm. um so can you explain a little bit about um how you go about <laughs> managing is the wrong word <laughs> supporting and inspiring the children um in in that context so you could call it classroom management but i, th I think it's much more about the the individual stories of the children and, and how you go about learning that and how that yeah. sort of supports each child um can i use the word nosy like i really <laughs> like talking to the children and getting to know them i mean the first couple of weeks we did spend a lot of time kind of doing writing things about ourselves what they've done over some holidays what their interests are i yeah i'll just i'll have i'll i'll be nosy with them i'll i'll get to know them and i quite like i really like building that relationship up with them but at the same time it's it's keeping the boundaries as well so they know that yes mr billington can have fun and you know we'd like to enjoy ourselves in the classroom and I don't take myself too seriously in the right context but they also know that I won't take any mess in at all um I can get 
think you've I don't think you've had to really properly see it in your <laughs> samba sessions with us but I, I can get cross and when I need to so and they know that as well and they, they know the, the boundaries that they can't they can and can't cross I mean just admitting this now on the internet but they will rip me about my sweat patches on my armpits and I don't care like because that's you know it's that's just something that I, I'm not sensitive about it I don't I'm not bothered but if they're shouting out or if they're you know not being nice to each other then that is when they know that that's a boundary that they can't cross and um and how do you take the, the the opposite side of that in terms of um and supporting them you've got a, a chart on the wall in terms of sort of how they're how they're working that day and they sort of move up and down depending on how their behavior is and, and how, yeah. how do you sort of enforce that sort of positive um energy within within each of the lessons so we've what sort of the strategies like that we that i employ in yeah. my classroom or yeah. the whole school um, or? i'm well, tell me first of all is it something which is a school based strategy or is it something which you've is is something which is more personal right to you? well we've got the the dojo the class dojo which i inherited from my colleague in year 3 because you what he said it earlier when we were chatting um beforehand that you've noticed um uh, some maturity i think in these in this class absolutely from the you know the week that i wasn't here to the week that i wasn't here recently they've come on a lot they really have grown up but i was told or, or it was kind of suggested that they work well and they respond well to this class dojo system um even though you could argue that it's perhaps a little bit childish well childish the children but a little bit kind of below their age range um they do respond really well to it um so we've got the class dojo we've got the um i just do things like um they are they were really really loud and noisy and silly when they used to go and get their coats and bags at the end of the day so i've just done this thing where i will give them the time limit and they have to go and get their coats and bags sensibly and if they talk and then they add 10 seconds onto the time penalty i just sit there stare at my watch my stopwatch and they just are like soldiers going out there they they do not make a sound and they come in and then if they do it four times in the week then they move down onto the treat track which is another whole school policy thing um yeah just and just a lot of positive language as well positive praise work goes a, a real long way and i know it sounds stupid to say because they're eight eight nine years old so of course they respond to positivity but it just they they really are especially this class is are so eager to please they want a thumbs up they want a smile um so if you know if you give it to them and when they deserve it then then they they know to continue to to behave in the way that you expect them to and and i think i think also it's it's very easy to get into a, into a an idea that actually they want to be naughty or they or or they want to be disruptive but generally mm. speaking they just want the contact yeah and so if they can get the contact in a positive way and you can reinforce something good that they've done they're getting what they actually want the, and 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 that's key isn't it i think just sort of yeah. kn knowing the story behind them actually seeing the bigger picture of, of why they're doing whatever it is that they're doing and being able to just sort of sort of direct them i guess in in a way which is supportive for them as well as for you and then of course the rest of the class as well mm. because obviously you're working in a in an environment with sort of 30 children so so therefore actually that's a really positive thing for everybody yeah definitely if you're able to to keep the dis disruption to a minimum 
but at the same time make that child feel like their contributions or their presence is is welcome then yeah it's a win-win situation we do have some difficult characters in this class as well and by no means are they a bunch of angels but then what what group of eight or nine year olds are we do have some difficult characters but yeah like you say you do need to just learn what those children are after when they are being disruptive when they are trying to you know be the class clown or get on other people's nerves what do they actually want well they they want somebody to 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 pay attention to them i think that's it and 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 i I think one thing i've really noticed as well which has been really really positive is the fact that it only needs to be a small gesture it just needs a bit of eye contact Mm -hmm. it needs something which is just kind of i know you you know me we're we're in this together and you know and we can make it work even if it's just progressing on something that you're learning now or just generally speaking you know we want to we really want to do this and um and some of the backstory to the, um, um, to wanting to come in and speak to George today was because I've, I guess I've been here sort of eight or nine weeks. Yeah, now, it's a little while now. So, yeah. so I've sort of got an idea of how these things have gone. And, and one of the earlier weeks, um, um, George was on a course, and um, and um, it was it was a more tricky week. The kids definitely wanted to um, wanted to sort of see where the boundaries were and, and how that was. And then a few short weeks later, so it was only a couple of weeks ago, he was on a, on a course again, and. Just the change in attitude um, was was amazing. Just you know, they, they've developed so far in just those few short yeah. weeks. Um, and we had a conversation um, which went along the lines of kind of that. I know we'd had a conversation before before you'd gone away, and I could just say that you know, um, Mr. Billington was was really keen to. He knew that you'd want to do well in this class. He he wants you to enjoy the music that you're doing. He knows you're enjoying it, and he's he's absolutely certain that it'll be a really great day. And I was able to sort of pass that on in in a way, just to sort of set the scene as if he was almost in the classroom. And um, but it changed the whole atmosphere. They were really wanting to do it for themselves and for you, which mm. was absolutely fantastic. And not only that, um, because the because we've been doing it for a few weeks as well, we had a really good session too. So lots of the musical things sort of clicked and went into place. And one of the things I'm really keen on is that they get to feel what it's like. And I think the feeling is really important. And, and as a musician, that there, there, there's something that happens. And when it all starts to really sort of come together, everyone goes, oh, right, okay, this is a different type of thing. And, and the two things sort of combined, they had that feeling of sort of feeling like they were supporting you even though you weren't here. They were supporting each other and also they actually felt the benefit of all of those things coming together. And it was exactly the same class, exactly the same room as it was those few weeks before. But all that positivity that's gone on over those weeks, Mm. really, I think they really felt it. And lots of positive um, um, energy coming from the children themselves um, to some of the other children just saying, no, no, let's do this. I really want to spend the time doing this. No, let's do that. We know now that we don't, um, pick up all the instruments as soon as we've got them. We've got to listen. We want to know what's going on. And just some of those basic skills, which are skills which need to be learnt, yeah. and depending on um, what the background of the school is, it depends on whether these things are already um, inbuilt or not. But in such a short time, they'd really picked up on all those things and really wanted to to please you, I think, but also please themselves because they know that there's a performance coming up. They really want to show everybody around what they've yeah, actually done. And hard. I think their journey would have been a really, a really sort of spectacular one and a really sort of steep curve from. Um, starting at a point where um, they've ne- never done any sample before to the point where they're actually going to do a really fantastic performance and, and a really we supportive so. one within their groups of their instruments, but also as a whole class. They're going to have a whole class ensemble. Um, and that's that been an actually fantastic experience for them, I think. Um, it was a struggle and it was a slog. I had a list of expectations on the board every day. And every day I'd go through them and say, right, have you met this one? No, right, we need to work on that one tomorrow. Have you met this one? No, right, we need to work on that tomorrow. You know, and it sounds negative after we've talked about me being so positive the whole time but it was just 
every time I saw that they had met one of those expectations and then that's when the positivity comes in and eventually yeah I could rub off those expectations and they were fairly embedded within the children but they have even certain individuals as well they've come on so far and yeah I, 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 the thing is I don't really know if it's been anything that I've deliberately tried to do apart from with setting my expectations but I think just I was explaining to you earlier I think I am basically a, a child at heart anyway uh, with you know a beard and with um, six foot but I also am able to so I'm able to have that relationship with the children but then because they they like to respond to me and they like me to respond positively to them but then like I say just keeping the boundaries and and they they just they know what I expect now and it was really nice I didn't we hadn't had a proper conversation about what they were like that other Thursday but it's really good to know that they were, were wanting to to actually for themselves more than anything else yeah. I mean for me it's really nice but for themselves that they don't they don't want to muck about because they know that they're not going to get anything out of it I think that's right and also that the, there is an end point as you sort of um and we should point out at this at this stage that um um this this journey that they've been on as a class as well as just um from a music point of view is um it's been dramatic because we are only still in December and we're talking about you starting in September so uh, that's it's a it's a big journey yeah. um uh, in, in actually quite a short amount of time and to, and to know that you sort of got them in almost in the palm of your hand in terms of molding them i think you really have you know mm. there's you've still got two terms to go yet with this class and, that yeah. and how they can develop from there but i think i think knowing um from the music side anyway that you know we've got a performance coming up that um they suddenly realize oh, it's what everything we do on a thursday and then all of a sudden oh it's what we're not going to be doing you know there is only a, a, a finite amount yeah. of time and so therefore we want to make the most of it and that's and that's that's really good as well because it just means that it brings everything back to the now it's about you know what can we do today how can we do it today how can we make the most of it today mm. because then tomorrow or the next time we do it we've got a chance to really improve on yeah and each week is one less and they're, they're very aware of that yeah. that it's that it's coming close there was that day when i thought we only had six weeks and you came in and it was week five and I told them we've only got one week left. <laughs> and then, then they were just, yeah, they they weren't at the level they needed to be, to put it politely. And then when I think I'd said to you, sort of, so we need to sort out a date to perform it. And you went, oh, we've still got another four or five weeks. Yeah. And I think there's just a sense of relief that descended upon year four. I don't think it's ever been felt in any other school, in any other classroom <laughs> like it was that day. And I think that also kind of, made them realize oh, well it matters to to me it matters to them um it matters to you and it matters to it matters because the parents are going to be coming in and, and they you know that they want to be able to be actually doing it well absolutely and, that, and that's the bottom line they want to show what they can do they actually yeah. don't want to show anything else to you know? show that we've not just been mucking about on a thursday morning yeah. we have actually been yeah getting yeah getting to grips with with the rhythm and the, and the musicality it is and 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 it's and it's 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 also so much more than than just the music because um it seems like a really um bizarre thing to say but one of the hardest things to do especially in a class which isn't used necessarily to doing lots of music is you get them to the point where hopefully you can um have a a, a sense of we need to be quiet now. We need to be listening to what's going on. And that's hard enough in any classroom. But then when you give every single child a musical instrument and all they want to do is play, which is a perfectly natural <laughs> thing to understand, yeah. you know, is, um, is, is really key. And one of the things I try and enforce as we go through is the fact that I could just come in and give them an instrument and we could just have a lot of fun, which would be brilliant. And they would get something out of that. But the kind of discipline that comes with just kind of, well, let's just, let's just 
leave it on the floor so that I can talk to you and I can explain what we're going to do. There's plenty of time to play. There's plenty of mm. time to practice the things that we're doing. And then you can get a bit more in it. You can get more involved personally and you can also get more out of it musically and you can start to feel how that is. And so the discipline then enforces the experience that they get and they can see that actually, while they might not always be able to see the whole process, that's our job as the teachers, sort of seeing the bigger picture yeah. of what's going on we can actually support you to get the best out of that experience. So there's a bit of a two-way trust going now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'd really like to watch as well with these guys is the concentration on their faces when they when they are you know they have picked up their instrument and it is a time for them to start playing. Just how focused they are and there's a certain names I could name but they just they can just see how and these little movements that you that you've been um asking them to do to go along with it and they're just so intent on and actually yeah doing what's been asked of them but but yeah just just not um not not doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah exactly I guess. Yeah. and it's more fun that's yeah the thing, I think. yeah yeah because i think they are getting we've got, got more control yeah and, and they're getting a lot they're getting they are realizing it's more fun to actually to actually enhance the performance with with these um with these skills that you're that you're trying to teach yeah. them and and yeah putting an instrument down and not mucking about with it and so it it really sounds like it it's it's a little bit of a um a bit of a joint um experience for you that you've had this some of the support from your training in terms of some of the academic stuff and how you go about that sort of thing mm. um and the school has some great things in place in terms of supporting and being positive oh, for the children yeah. um and also your own personality in terms mm. of like say how how seriously or not you don't take yourself in any given situation and yeah. how you relate to the children i think that's a personal thing so it really is a combination of, of, of all of those things which i think is the, the secret to the of your success well i think if i can just add that as well our head um is we her and i we get on very well we have a very similar personality as well and she's always tells me that i teach how she teaches right. and i have the same relationship with my class that she's had with the with her classes in the past and i think because she's she's just an extremely positive cheery person as well but she's got that respect there as well you know if you do the whole i'm very disappointed with you line they're crushed the children are so devastated that they've upset this person in their life that they know they hold in such high regard and who holds them in such high regard as well so i think me coming into this school is is a good experience for me because it's i'm similar to to our head as well I think that we have a similar style. Yeah. So they see it from her, they see it from me, and they see it, yeah, across the school. Yeah, so that and then you see the whole ethos coming together then because everyone's um, seeing off the same hymn yeah. effectively and doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one other thing I'd, I'd just like to, well, it crosses my mind, is the fact, one of the things I heard you say just as I was leaving one day was kind was um, often after our sessions they go to assembly and that you have some of the children stay back and you work with them. Yeah. Um, and you said something along the lines, and I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you said something along, look, I want to be the best teacher I can. What is it that I can do to help? And I can't remember what the, re what the rest of that phrase was. But I, what I really loved about that was the fact that you don't, that, that, that whole statement isn't kind of, I know everything, mm. which I think the kids love, because then you're on a learning journey together. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I think the input, that they feel they can help you, and then in turn, you can support them, and that kind of learning together is, is absolutely key. And can you just tell me a little bit of where that, where that comes from, yeah, or, or how well, that comes about, really? I think it comes down to me just, just being brutally honest with them as well, because they know that this, they're my first class that I've been qualified in teaching with, um, and... Yeah, when I say to them, 
well I don't, I don't remember saying that but it does sound like the sort of thing i would say <laughs> because i do i they know that i make i'm you know i'm not infallible or whatever the the word is that I, and they know that i'm making mistakes uh, all the time um not to the detriment of their education i hope but they they do they are fully aware that i'm human and that i yeah I, i've got a lot to learn um i mean they've come from my colleague in year three who was it was also an nqt but she's extremely organized she's you know her lessons are so beautifully meticulously planned um, and they come to me and you know i'm just I'm extremely i'm very different to to her um so they they've seen somebody that's got their you know that's well put together and um has got her, her head screwed on and they've come to to me who you know i'm a bit all over the place uh i can be anyway um so they they fully know that i'm i'm not a, a robot i'm not a mold of a perfect teacher so i think yeah so i have them into for these sessions these i call they're, they're basically a pre-teach for what we'll be doing in the subsequent maths lesson after um do i do yeah i'll do maths with them after you've gone and they have break time and then they come back but it's for the children that uh that would they see new maths and they just melt down um they they can't handle it so what uh, yeah i would i do say to them i call it a confidence boost so i say to them if if you get a confidence from this and you can i can show in your books that you've got it then it makes me look good is probably what i was saying to okay. them. Like, <laughs> like if you and uh, like it makes year four look like a really effective class yeah. in 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 the school um, and then, yeah, they're like, hey, because <laughs> yeah. they, they, they want to show me that they've made good work. They want to show our head as well. She loves, they're always taking their work down to her. Um, but ultimately, they, they, they do want me to succeed, I think. And I, because at the same, at the end of the day, I, I want them to succeed as well because it's in my hands. Like, I wouldn't, I couldn't live with myself if they exited my classroom at the end of, in, in the middle of July, and they hadn't learned anything. Just being, well, what was the point of them making, you know, of them sitting down and what they do work hard, bless them, they do. And some of the stuff they produce is really, really good. And if that's for nothing, then I just couldn't, yeah, that would sit awfully with me. Yeah. And so that, that kind of real sort of, like I say, it's, it's, it's an emotional, um, um, an emotional. Um, connection that's it's important from their point of view mm. and from your point of view so that you, you you're in it together that's that's, yeah. that's what i think is often key in, yeah in so i think the way you phrase it probably made me sound more better than i am when i'm saying i want to be the best teacher i can be but it's so that but i'm saying it to them so that they 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 know that our books go you know they're moderated and things they did a piece of writing recently in english and they knew from the date, from the moment they were writing it, they knew that that was the piece of work I was taking to be right. moderated. So I was like, it's got to be the best <laughs> you can possibly do. Even though it's not how it works, I know the whole book gets looked through, but this was the main piece of work I was yeah. going to take. So I went, right, I really want you to, to make it the best you can be. I want to impress um, impress the senior management. I want to make everybody think that, not think, but know that in year four we work super hard. And just the, they just, I've never known a classroom to be so silent without somebody, you know, having a, a go at a class of children. And of course, they will be silent. But all I'd said was that, yeah, I really need this to be the best of because I'm taking it to senior management after school. And they just, it would have been a Thursday, actually, because um, it was in the afternoon. And they just got on with it. Never been so silent. It was remarkable. Well, that, so, that, that is brilliant because it it's all positivity. It's mm -hmm. all doing it. And I think 
one of the key takeaways from from that type of thing, and, and I think it's one thing that's missed often, is just being aware that what that also does is it makes it relevant now. Mm. You know, we're not learning about how to write a letter when I'm in my 20s. Mm. I'm doing a piece of work now of many pieces of work that I do while I'm in school, which just you just do because it's what you have to do. But in that moment, it had a lot of meaning. It had yeah. a lot of purpose and it had a lot of emotional scope going on it. Yeah. And and from that, you get that positive, you know, we're, they're quiet, they're working, they're, yeah. they're, they're engaged in something which is happening now and it's important. In yeah, that. but I'm keen to stress that it wasn't kind of a, they weren't a, oh, we must get this done sort of thing. It was a more of a right, we're rising to the challenge yeah. kind of. Um, atmosphere in the in the classroom that, rather than I, the think, I think that's perfect I think from there you can do almost anything and, and once they've experienced that as well you can you, you can just replicate that mm. I guess in, in different scenarios mm. um, thanks so much for chatting it's been it's been brilliant that's um, all right. is there um is there anything because part of the podcast we're going we're to be following some some trainee teachers through their courses and into their profession and, and that kind of thing is there are there any takeaways having been through that and experienced yeah. the whole thing that you was you would give us some advice or or some or just some checks that just you know this is the sort of thing that might happen don't worry or if you go in this direction it might help you is there anything that you yeah. sort of advice you could give give our listeners um it's tricky really because i got a a, a kind of idea of what teaching would be like from my training and as i've mentioned it's it's not turned out to be completely like i expected it to be um i think it depends what school you're in as well as to the kind of the expectations of of what they're after um this school i know they um because of the the nature of um, where they've come from and where they are today they've got real high standards which is good for me because it pushes me um and I like the fact that um, my, st my stuff is, my books are monitored because I want to know that I'm doing the right thing. Um, in terms of, ad of advice, um, I just, I think you've just got to remain positive all the time um, because there are, there, there are people that you will come across that um, will try and, you know, be negative and perhaps not even deliberately, but just want to sound off. And sounding off is, is absolutely fine, but I think when it becomes a, a daily battle, a deluge of negativity every day, and try not to be that person yourself as well, even if you maybe sound off to people that you don't work with, sure, um, yeah. <laughs> so that you know you, they're not getting the same, or that they're not maybe going to start thinking the same things as, as you, or um, start to think that, you know that's your that's the sort of person that you are um, because i think most people in teaching they go into it because they are positive people and they want to pass that on to to the pupils um yeah just advice it's really tricky because <laughs> i don't feel like i'm i am where i need to be at the moment anyway so me giving advice i'm just i don't i don't think that i am uh, at the level that I need to be just yet, so I. But do 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 you think you'll ever be at the level? Because surely once you get to the level you think you're going to be, then you'll be something else and, further, and, and something yeah. more. Because I mean, actually, I mean, I guess the probably the reality is is that the the vice is that all the great um, experiences that you shared that when that, mm. that 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 is the ad the advice really which is probably more uh, yeah more pertinent than uh, maybe than, 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 than the pearls of wisdom at the <laughs> at the end yeah. of a conversation. But uh, yeah, I just um, I, I've got I have got a lot to learn still and i think that yeah the, the the advice i'd give is to just keep keep trying to slog at it because there are times where it's going to be when you we're going to think that 
there's a mountain of stuff to do and you've got no time to do it or can you actually are you actually able to do it if you've got the capability to do it but um just go to the support that you can get my this school is incredibly supportive i wouldn't have made it probably this far if it wasn't for my colleagues um so you've got to ask for advice when you need it. you've got to ask for help when you need it definitely don't flounder because i was doing that for a bit and it didn't go well <laughs> no so so i mean the key thing there is find the support that you possibly can within the school that's yeah that, that's the or other sources i mean we were talking earlier about you know the way that the media is now you can go anywhere for um advice and ways to do deal with things i was lucky that i could go to people here but yeah source it in other places if you need to because it is an extremely rewarding job at times sometimes it's super stressful but sometimes like you just look around and you think back across the day you just think i can't believe that i was able to get that out of those children or that particular child who you know struggled with something and they've just flown with it that is an amazing feeling but you've got to take the rough with the smooth and i need to remind myself of that on a daily basis so it really is accepting the the, the good and the bad as, yeah. as it were i mean yeah. it, it is all part of the same just the either either side of the coin depending on whatever the day yeah. is and, and whatever and it happened. can flip so quickly like you know one minute you can be working with this child who's um made such good under such good progress or they've um i don't know they've made a comment towards you that's just really made you happy and then two minutes later you can be dealing with some massive argument that's broken out on the playground and it's between two children from your class and you've got all the lunchtime assistants and I'm talking from memory here yeah. <laughs> all the lunchtime assistants <laughs> gathering around your classroom with this big drama that's gone on and it's easy to just forget that anything positive has happened yeah. but yeah you've got to well I've got to and it's a good idea to just try and remember that it's not all the the, the, the negative things yeah see, see, see the, the bigger picture as it, yeah. as it goes yeah exactly yeah um well, that's brilliant. Thanks, thanks so much for chatting to me. It's All been, right, it's no been, worries. It's been really interesting. And um, and as we said, um, do share your comments. Um, uh, underneath, if you go to educationonfire.com, um, you can leave comments um, of anything that you've heard. Um, really, really interesting to hear your your experiences and your journeys, especially if you're an NQT. Um, and also let us know the sort of support you need. If you're not getting the support that you need in your school um, and there are certain things that you need, um, drop us a line. Let us know what it is and maybe we can point you in the direction of um, of a group or, or any questions that we can answer through the experience of, of the people that we know here at Education on Fire and, um, and help you in any way that we possibly can. So, um, um, very thanks for listening and um, we'll speak the next time. Thank you for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information, please go to educationonfire.com.